Hello everybody and welcome back to Spudcast episode 15. In today's episode I'm going to be talking about the Champions League final drama with special guest Thomas Downey. Thomas, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, how are you? I'm doing great, great. How was your birthday yesterday? I was pretty good, how was yours? Good, good. Um, I had a great day, had a great day. Uh, I'm, excited to do, I'm excited for doing the podcast with you today. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be good. We've got a good few uh, topics to discuss. Yes, yeah, so I'm just going to jump straight into it, and I'm going to start off with the first point here, and that's, um, what did you think of Real Madrid uh, knocking out Man City? I mean, I, I just think, I, I just think it was unreal, to be honest. It was, it was, both legs were just really good games of football, and I think, I think Pep's gone home really annoyed about that one, but, uh, like, at the end of the day, it's Real Madrid, you know. Uh, they've won this title 13 times like they, if it's a team that can pull this one off it, I think it's definitely going to be them yeah obviously obviously it was a I think it was 3-1 three, three so it was overall it was 5 5 it was it was 6-5 six, six, on aggregate oh, yeah. yeah yeah. and I have to admit there's just one player that stood out to me and a lot of people and that would be Benzema I mean this man is he's unstoppable at the moment. He he's so good. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely in his prime at the moment. And like he he really I think is the hero for Real Madrid. Like, he scored his um his penalty uh to to put it away, which I I think that was a really good penalty, you know, completely tricked Ederson. But uh but yeah. Yeah, and the mad thing is like He's so it like I I was re I heard some of the commentators says like he ages like fine wine like he's in his prime now at thirty four thirty five compared to most players who hit their prime at twenty seven twenty eight and I just think what he's doing is he's such a leader in that Madrid side and I think without him in the Champions League this year they'd be definitely knocked out probably in probably the first leg against PSG I mean he's got fifteen goals this season in the Champions League he's, I think he's got twenty eight in La Liga so he's already on forty three goals for the season I think he's got more in probably the cup competitions in Spain what's your like <clears throat> do you think Benzema at the moment is the best player in the world just on current form well I mean like in the world I really don't know but it, it's a tough topic but uh, I'd say he's he's, de- he's definitely up there for it like like definitely and I mean to be honest I think with how he's playing at the moment if, if Real Madrid do win the Champions League he'll be up there for the best striker um, of all time or sorry, um, of all of all this year, you know, like I, I think he's, I think he should be in the running for the Ballon d'Or. Just, just this season, like I don't think I've seen <clears throat> when I've watched Benzema. Like, obviously, a huge part of Ronaldo's success at Madrid was Benzema actually with the assists. I mean, his assists are really good as well. <clears throat> when you talk about a striker like Lewandowski, who just bangs in the goals, yeah, Lewandowski does that. But Benzema also scores and assists. So I think when Ronaldo was there, he didn't get the maybe the credit that he deserved but now he is getting the credit he deserves because he's carrying this Real Madrid team to a Champions League final which nobody expected to happen everybody expected Man City and Liverpool to walk the Champions League final into the Champions League final in Paris but I just think it's, it's amazing to have a team like Real Madrid and I think the reason they get through not just because of Benzema it's the passion and the spirit they have and the history they have in this competition what do you think yeah, yeah continue what do you think made them knock out Man City I mean like I would agree definitely Benzema played really well and it- as you said before, not only is he a goal scorer, but he's a playmaker. 
I think the play that really like proved that would have been um, in Rodrigo's first goal in the 19th minute uh, when it was crossed in and it looked like it was going out but then there was Benzema there to keep it in and then Rodrigo to put it in the back of the net like I think that that was that was a really really good assist in my opinion but uh, but yeah I, I think then as well as that um, the team I mean Ancelotti as you know is a very experienced manager and you know he 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 keeps his mind like cold like he's 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 always on the game if you get what I mean like you have Pep as well as a world class manager but uh, I think Ancelotti just has that little bit more of experience uh, in the Champions League because um, I mean Pep Pep has won the Champions League before but uh, I think Ancelotti really knows uh, Trey like all the years he, he really knows the competition and uh, and I think he, he really just knows what to do and when and he made certain tactical substitutions and everything but yeah I think really good managing on Ancelotti's side you know, I completely agree with you. Obviously, he won the La Liga there at the weekend with the, because, obviously, they, they racked up enough points to win it. Um, and I think Man City... Obviously, let's just talk about Man City a bit here. I think there's... just It's so weird because they do so well in the Premier League and the other Cups in England. But there just seems to be this curse in the Champions League where they just cannot seem to get over the final hurdle of just... Whether it's been semi-finals, round of 16s, uh, the Champions the finals, like... Obviously, they, they were got beaten by Chelsea last season. Uh, the season before that, I think it might have been Tottenham. They've been knocked out by Monaco in the round of 16. So, <clears throat> why do you think there's such a curse in the Champions League? Well, like, what everything Pep's cemented at City? Do you think it's just they don't have the, the character to do it? Or is it the, or is it Pep's decisions being on the pitch sometimes? Cause... Well, I mean, I, I don't think it would be fair to blame on Pep, if you know what I mean. Because he's won it before, uh, you know. Um... I mean, what's to say he won't win it again? But uh, if you, if you look at like Man City as a as a club as a whole, they're a title winning team. You know what I mean? And if you look at like annual, they might win you know a title at least. And of course, it hasn't been the Champions League, but whether it's like you know Premier League or whatever, uh, I think they always have this kind of shoulder to lean on kind of knowing that they will win something and if it's not the Champions League it'll be something else because they're such a big club at the moment and I think it's I mean I don't think that they don't have the capacity to win it they certainly do their team's world class but I, I just think that I just I just don't think like I, I don't want to say that they're not motivated enough because that wouldn't be that wouldn't be right to say either but I just think that they they didn't kill themselves to you know, to you know, win like the the Champions League this year. And if you like, of course they played outstanding. But if you look at the Real Madrid City game in the second half, they really did like, uh, you know, l- lower down the work ethic in that. <clears throat> yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I, uh, especially on the first leg, they should have killed off Real Madrid. But the amount of chances they had, I think it was one of the best performances of the season they played. I think <clears throat> they'll be kicking themselves because they know they should have. <clears throat> you know, beat Madrid in that game in the first leg, well beaten them by at least three or four goals on aggregated. Oh, sorry, I can't say it. But obviously, then they went into the next game, and yeah, they just bottled it, and that's what they seem to do every year. And 
yeah, no, I, I do agree with you. I do think that sometimes there is a lack of character to go win a game like that. And I think, and even when they were going into extra time, like thinking, you know, Man City, with the amount of depth they have, you know, they should have the experience. I know they took off De Bruyne. They, I think they took off Maris. So, you know, I think that was a wrong decision by Pep. I think he should have played De Bruyne for the full 90 minutes or pl- uh, plus as well. But I think there just seems to be in that in the, in the amazing Man City team, there just doesn't seem to be one person who kind of stands out on the pitch and goes, you know, we're down in the dumps right now. We we need to go and pull out a result. Do you think that's the reason as well? Yeah, I would definitely agree with it. I mean, like they they do have certain big you know uh, names on the team, the likes of like Gabriel Jesus, De Bruyne. But uh, I just think that they need that one real leader, if you get what I mean. Um, and that, of course, for Real Madrid's side would have been Benzema. But uh, but yeah, no, I would definitely agree with you. There is a lack of leadership. Of course, they have Pep, which I, I think he's a really good manager. But uh, on the fields, they do need that little bit more. Yeah, no, I, do, I completely agree with you. And I think, I think that City, look, if they get Haaland in the summer... I think they do lack the number nine. I know Jesus plays as a number nine, but he plays as a false nine, and tra- uh, Pep doesn't fully trust him really. He's obviously he was obviously in a rich fame, rich vein of form there. He scored five, I think, in a few in two or three games. But I think if they get Haaland in the summer and they get maybe another player in, maybe a midfielder, I think they could really go for the Champions League then. But then we're probably saying that again. You know, it's going to be Man City's year every year. But I want to talk about Liverpool now, and look, they're in the running for the quadruple. Uh, and I want to talk about how good were they to turn that resulting around against Villarreal under so much pressure in the second leg. In that first half, Villarreal were all over them. And they obviously took a 2-0 lead going into the first leg. And then into the second leg, they had the 2-0 lead. But then they obviously conceded the two goals in the second half. But that had the character to go back out and score, uh, I think it was three goals in the second half. I mean, that's that's that shows a great team. That shows a great spirit in the team. No, I would, I would totally agree with you, to be honest. I mean, I think Liverpool this season have been outstanding. Uh, I mean, they, they could go for the quadruple, honestly. Uh, you know, they, they just, they're just a really all-around solid team. Like, I, I think that they're almost flawless. I wouldn't say that they're completely flawless because you never know what happens in football. Um, and they still have to go to Paris. But, uh, but, but, but definitely, I mean, I think they're a really all-around solid team. You know, they've, Salah up front, who's just been outstanding. The Egyptian king and, you know, the defence as well. Um, Trent had a really good season. Uh, and then you have other players, the likes of like Van Dijk, uh, Robertson as well. And then, you know, I just think that they're really all round solid. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, and I just think it comes from the core of that midfield as well. We have Jordan Henderson, their real leader in that team. But I also want to talk about Luis Diaz and his impact on this squad. I mean, he looks like he's going to be an absolutely outstanding player. I think another season at Liverpool he, he needs. But I think since I've seen him come in this January, the January window, I think he's just been outstanding. And I think that's having that extra option as well now. I think that's what Liverpool do. They buy really well. But I haven't seen a player come into a squad for a long time since really... I don't know, since maybe, I, I don't even know actually, just since maybe a Ronaldo on Madrid or a Messi when he burst into Barcelona or a, or like a Klopp on Liverpool. I know, I know Klopp's not a, a player, but 
obviously a manager, but I just haven't seen a player have a biggest bigger impact on a club like Luis Diaz. What do you think of him? I think he's definitely the future for uh, for Liverpool. I mean, he you know he had his goal in the second half, uh, but uh, then as well as that, like as well for Liverpool, I think he'll be the new leader for the Colombian national team. I know it's gone a bit off topic, but I like I think he really is the future if you look at it. I mean. Uh, Salah Mane they'll have a good few seasons left in them definitely uh, as well as you know Fabinho and Dyke uh, and, well Trent obviously has loads in them uh, but you know the Liverpool team we won't last forever and they're going to need new young players on the pitch to continue their legacy and I, I think he'll definitely be up there no, I, no I, look I completely agree with you I think he's a I think he will be a real leader in the Liverpool hand Columbia team <clears throat> and I think he's just got that I think he's got a bit of a Suarez vibe to him as well like he's aggressive he's got a great shot on him he's so trickery I mean he just dances by players and I think with a player like Luis Diaz in your team and always having the option of him either starting or on the bench is just a great asset for any team and especially a quadruple winning side if you want to win the quadruple you have to obviously be at full pelt 100% every match and that's not an easy thing to do and um, Obviously, Liverpool have only lost twice this season, I think, in the Premier League, which is outstanding. They've played so many games. They keep loads of clean sheets. Just the whole team. There's just something good going on there. And I think Klopp signing until 2026. Look, obviously, it was rumoured he was meant to leave, I think, in 2023 or 2024. But having him there for another four years, I mean, look, he could win another 10 trophies by the time he leaves. You don't know. But no, Liverpool are too good. I mean, to turn it around against Villarreal like that and to beat Villarreal, who, all, with all due respect to Villarreal, I thought they did really well to hang in there. But look, Liverpool are too good. And I think just the way that shows a real team, though, being able to fight back. And you know I mean, even in the first leg, you could see they, they have a passion for each other. That You know, when someone makes a mistake, they go back after the ball, they hunt back after the ball, they win the ball back. Another player I want to talk about is Thiago, because he came in uh, in this transfer window of 2020, I think. And, look, it's taken him a while to get to get out of his feet, to get to his feet, but I think we're really starting to see the real Thiago. I mean, I in the last few months, he's been absolutely outstanding. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. I mean, like, he's a real tactical player in the middle of the pitch. You know, always passing, always around the, around the field. Uh, but I, I think he, you know, he's, he's 31 years of age uh, or 32 years of age uh, around that. But I'd say he has a good few years left of him. Uh, I think he's definitely a tactical player, if you know what I mean. Uh, around the middle of the field, playmaker, all that. Uh, but I would, I would agree with you when you said that, you know, Liverpool has that motivation this year. They're a real, like, team, uh, you know, the side that really cares about the club. And uh, I think I would compare them at the moment to back like how much uh, Gerard cared about the club. You know what I mean? Like he he really you know he, he really left his skin on the field. If you know what I'm saying. You know they look they do everything for each other, and I think that they I don't even think they've I've never seen a Liverpool team under Klopp go out and not deliver a good performance. Even when they're playing bad, they still go out and they fight every match. And look, it's not easy to praise Liverpool like this when you're a United fan but you just have to admire the work that's Klopp, that Klopp has done in this club I mean the fact that they were down in the dumps when he first came in here and people were questioning would he be able to build this team back up to the glory days of back in the you know back before 
all Liverpool went through a very I mean they went through 30 years of not winning a title Klopp won a title he won a Champions League he's in his third Champions League final now I mean that's amazing and I just think he's going to keep cementing the squad he's going to keep signing young players and look if Liverpool win the quadruple they'll probably go down as the, one of the best teams in the Premier League I mean <clears throat> to win a quadruple is very difficult but um, before I start that what, did, what do you think of Villarreal? I mean I think I think that you know they hadn't even been in the first league of Spanish football for for like in the 2010s you know they were historically speaking they were never up there and they're not an oil club. They're a club that I think really worked hard to get where you know they got. You know they beat um, they beat uh, United last year in the Europa League final, which which was really good for them. And their you know kind of self esteem. Uh, and then I mean in the um, in the La Liga, they would be up there. I mean obviously they're not like with Real, Barca, you know, going for the title, but they're, they're still doing, you know, their stuff there, but uh, for a team that, like, came from nowhere, to be in the semi-finals of the Champions League and, you know, put up a fight against Liverpool is, is something that I would really admire for, you know, aside that small, but, yeah, I, I definitely I definitely think that for the future um, of European football, there'll be a uh, t- squads and a team that will be up there. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And they've got a gr- <clears throat> they've got a great manager in Unai Emery, who just seems to be amazing at winning uh, U- uh, European nights. I think he's a great manager to have. They've got some great players. They've got Dan Juma, Pau Torres, Gerard Moreno. They've got some really, really good players. And I, f- I think the fact that they went on a really, really good run <clears throat> of beating they beat Bayern, they beat. Uh, <clears throat> Juventus so I think that's really impressive that just shows I mean to, to knock out those two in the style that they did just shows that they can compete with anyone and I definitely think that Villarreal are a force to be reckoned with in the next few years I think they've got some good young players coming through I think if Unai Emery stays for another five years I think they'll definitely get back into the Champions League final and who knows they could win it I think they'll go back they probably will go back into the Europa League they might win it again they'll come back up and I think they can go even further um, another thing I want to talk about is who do you think is going to win the Champions League? I mean, like it's really, really tough between Liverpool and Madrid. Like, if I had to pick one, I would probably pick Madrid. Uh, but it's, it's really, it's a really hard, tough decision. The reason why would be because I mean, it's really tough. But I just think that Madrid know this tournament inside and I, I can't like say for sure anything can happen in a final uh, especially when it's two teams of like this capacity and this level like you really can't tell but if I had to pick one I would definitely say uh, Real Madrid by such a small market but uh, I would say Real Madrid just because the thing about Real Madrid is they're a team that out of nowhere, you know, they score a goal. Out of nowhere, they can do anything. They can really make things happen. Like, if you looked at the City game, uh, uh, second leg, the, you know, they hadn't even had one shot on target in the whole game until Rodrigo's goal in the, in the 90th minute. And then they scored another goal. Like, that That really just shows Real Madrid have the ability to, uh, to make things happen. 
to you know to just out of nowhere just play to a to a world class level. You know what I mean? I mean, like obviously, I would say the same for Liverpool, but I just think Real Madrid just know the tournament inside out. But like Liverpool, that on the other side are just a world class team as well. No, I completely agree with you. I think it's going to be. <clears throat> I think it's a great final to have. It's you know it's it's a bit different than having an all English final, which we've had the last few years. But what I was actually reading there was, I read something. Who I think someone said, some journalist said that whoever wins the battle on the wing between Trent and uh, Vinicius Junior or between Diaz and Carvajal will win the Champions League in case of who defends better. So that, I think that's a big factor that could come into it. Who does the better defensive job and who does the better attacking job? But no, I absolutely believe. I think Liverpool. I think uh, sorry, Madrid will win the Champions League. And I, I, I do agree with you with the, with the they know the tournament inside out. But I mean they've won it thirteen times. I mean, and even if I mean they've got that midfield of Casemiro, Modric, and Tony Kroos who are three or four times Champions League winners with that team. I mean, I watched Modric the other day against Man City, and he tracked back so much. I mean, thirty six years of age. I mean, he's an outstanding player, and the whole team is just experienced. I think they'll win it. I think it'll be a very tight game, but I think just to have the passion. And they both teams have great passion, but Madrid, I just think they have that more fight in them. I just I don't know why. I just have a weird feeling Madrid are just going to pull out a result. I think it's going to be like a three two or a four three game. I think it's going to be high scoring, but I just think Madrid are just going to edge it. I I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think like a prime example of Real Madrid's work work ethic would be, you know, uh, I don't know if you remember the play, but Jack Grealish had a shot on goal and. Uh, Mendy kept it out off the line. Like that really just shows that they they still had that fight in them. You know they may not have been performing the best, but they they still had you know that work ethic uh, to win the game. Yeah, and it shows that even like Madrid never give up. I mean, they never ever gave up. They never gave up against Chelsea. They never gave up against. They never gave up against PSG, and they never gave up against Man City. And I just think having that, don't ever give up. Will just I think that will just get them over the line in the Champions League. I mean, it could go to a penalty shootout, but I think it's going to be tough. So you're for Madrid to win the Champions League? Uh, yeah, I would be. All right, I am as well for Madrid to win the Champions League. Well, that's going to wrap up this podcast, guys. Uh, Thomas, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pleasure being on. Thanks. Thanks, Emil. Thanks, guys. <laughs>